Cool. Hey, uh, welcome to Red River Podcast. Uh, you know, we we talk a lot of movies, a lot of music, pop, uh, pop culture, and sometimes we'll have a guest on. And today um, we're welcoming Bad Mary, Amanda, and Mike. What's up? Hello, hello. Happy to be here. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us, dude. I appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, so, I, you know, we get emails from, like, PR people, but, like, our show is, like... I don't know our show like I like we're fr- like whoever we're friends with and stuff. So we, I never really pay attention. And then if this email comes through and they're like, oh, do you want to talk to Bad Mary? And I was just like, oh, I'm like, maybe because we just hung out and stuff like I really <laughs> wasn't sure. And then I talked to Dana and she was just like, they filmed a what with you? <laughs> I was like, oh, all right, never mind. Yeah, I was like, I'll talk to them. Yeah, let's hang out. So uh, welcome. Yeah, thanks for having us. This is cool. This is cool. When uh, when Dana sent me the email, she was like, "The you know they were saying you, you did a, a music video with them," and I was Thank like, you "For having us yes. on that, also that was so sick. That was so much fun." Yeah, yes. that was the best. Uh yeah, nine a.m. nine a.m. tomorrow comes out. So ooh, oh, sick. ooh, that's awesome. Good luck. Congrats. Break a leg. All those things. It's an awesome song. So it, I'm psyched. I'm so psyched for you guys. Well, yeah, I mean you know you put these things together and and you know i it's very stressful obviously you would know i had no idea but you had eight like i looked up you have 18 music videos so obviously it's uh very impressive i you know what it is man yo so when it comes to like music it's like so constantly changing you know like how do you get the, the people's attention um you know we we went from making albums to making eps and it's like now I'm just like, maybe I'll just ask people for 15 minutes of their time. So I know you guys have an EP coming out uh, May 16th, uh, which is like kind of like what we're going to talk about. So Trash and Glamour. Uh, let's just kick it off there. So tell me uh, basically about this album. Ooh, uh, well, this this is our first original release uh, post COVID. Um, so we're we're very excited for it. Our first original release since 2019. Um, we had two cover EPs kind of in the middle to, to keep the gears turning and keep everything flowing and just have some fun, honestly, while we got back into songwriting. Um, but this is the first time in three years we've got original material coming out. Um, it is much less conceptual, I want to say, than our last release. Um, it's it's all in the title, man. Trash and Glamour. Um, the, the EP is a collection of like a handful of songs, but it we weren't sure initially how we were going to put them in order. And then once it clicked in the order that they're in, we're like, oh no, this is a collection. Like for a minute for us, it even felt kind of like a little all over the place. Cause it was all of our different, um, some are just like fast, loud, fun. Some are a little bit more cerebral. Some are complete nonsense, like the floor is lava. So like there's stuff all over it. And we're like, how are we going to make this make sense together? Yeah. And when you're coming off, you know, doing a, a concept record, which we did in 2019, we did a, a concept album that all kind of had this connective tissue. And then you're going to something that is kind of, I don't know if it's back to basics, but we definitely wanted to do something that was a little bit more scaled back, a little bit just kind of fast and loud. Um, not but, a space rock opera. Yeah. Not a, not a, not a 30 minute <laughs> rock opera. So we took that back. We kind of scaled it down. We just wanted to start writing songs and recording songs again. And it came it came together really good. Like the, the cover EPs that we put out in 2022. Yeah. I, yo, can I cut you off for a second? Because I want to. Yeah. Yes, I, I, please. I, 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 I didn't know so that you put out cover EPs. So that's pretty cool. Let me just detour. Tell me what I know. I know we, we got the beat was one of them. Right. But what else was on there? Um, this is another one that was kind of all over the place because yeah. it, uh, the band is multi-generational. So it's me and Mike, um, we're all connected by Hofstra, but my dad's our drummer. Um, and then my, prof- my professor, my friend, David, who was my professor in college is our guitarist, um, graphic designer. He does all the videos, mixing everything. So everything that's like tech wise too is, is him. Yeah. Um, but we're all from different times. So we, came together. Um, See You Again from Hannah Montana is one of them. Um, my dad threw cream into the mix. So he sings vocals on White Room. Um, yeah, White Room, White Rabbit. Blondie. We did uh, two Blondie tunes. We did, uh, we did uh, what Call blonde, Me. What, what Blondie tunes? Uh, call so we me. did Call Me in One Way or Another. Okay, cool. I uh, think there's one on each. Yeah, there's one on each. each uh, we did We Got the Beat. We did um, You're Standing on My Neck, which is the theme song from Daria. 
Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> we did. Awesome. I've been pulling for that song for so, so long, like since oh. we started. So when we were like, we're doing cover EPs, I have So in theory, that sounds like a lot of fun. You know, like I always wanted to do something like that and, and we never get a chance to. Um, I don't think we could ever agree on covers. <laughs> it's hard. That's another it's thing. Hard. It's there hard. There are so many that ended up on like just the cutting room floor that we tried and loved, but like it just didn't. Like I'll still be like, we should do that one someday. Still, let's come. Let's revisit that. Yeah, it's it's, it's really so tough. tough. It's so tough because it's like it's like okay, we all like songs, but yeah. what songs can we do yeah. that fit our style and fit the vibe? So with with uh, the two cover piece we did rock and roll classics volume six and then rock and roll classic volume seven they were they were just kind of everyone was kind of throwing a few songs into the mix so that you know everyone's kind of interest recovered so like we we covered david's favorite band our guitar player his favorite band is queen so we recovered we covered uh tie your mother down by queen uh, and then you know we so much we, we put um the police next to you was on there as well as a, an earlier record we put um, hybrid moments from the misfits. So there's songs that, that are from every, like for like the last 50 years, there's songs yeah. on the, on the, on the record. Like so like an American songbook, except yeah. they're not all American. And yeah, that, that's and, yeah. The end. And, and um, that just came out of my mouth. I don't and know. it was one of those things where we wanted to get back into the swing of recording because after having like a year or so kind of not being able to do anything, we figured, Hey, let's do some cover stuff. So we did the two cover EPs and then a, a holiday record, uh, holiday EP, which has three songs on it, that was pretty much us kind of learning to like get back into the recording process again, so that when we started doing original music again, we were kind of back and ready to go. Yeah, yeah. And I've also been wanting to put out a Christmas EP for, for forever, so this was the year for me that I was like, wait, we're putting out a Christmas EP? It's happening! Oh, we get to do these covers? It's happening! And now we're at the wait, we're back to original stuff. This is sick. So it's like come full circle. Um, yeah, it's a, like, I guess everyone kind of chilled out for like those 18 months of like the pandemic, uh, you know, everyone's on Instagram or I know you guys were doing like Twitch. Was that pandemic era? We're, we're still doing Twitch. Yeah, I, we... I don't, I don't know much about Twitch. So, so give me, oh, give me, school so, me on Twitch. So it's fun. Yeah. So Twitch is a really fun environment. Uh, originally kind of the, the purpose of Twitch was really just kind of kind of owned and populated by gamers. So it started out with people streaming video game play to the internet. And, you know, you kind of have like the screen and screen kind of thing going on while someone will be playing while they'll be playing a game and they'll be, you'll see them like they're sitting there and they'll have like the different um, kind of software to be able to stream that to Twitch. And that's where it kind of started. And then DJ started getting into it and we were live streaming onto Facebook uh, for a while, for probably over, uh, over a year or so, oh. every Tuesday night we were honestly, streaming. I yeah. think longer than that. Yeah, like when we longer. started, we literally had like an iPhone with nothing hooked into it, like hanging from the ceiling and just putting in like the rough sound that came through. We were like, yeah. I guess we'll try streaming. And then th that laid a good groundwork for us to kind of step into Twitch because mm -hmm. since we'd already been playing around with streaming before, it was like the thing you had to do to, to really kind of just be seen or, or get out there. Um, so when we kind of transitioned onto the other platforms, because it goes to YouTube, uh, Patreon, Facebook, Twitch, and kind of Instagram all at the same time. And all of the comment feeds are fed into one place. So we can read and see all the comments from everywhere and try to kind of like respond to everybody in real time. Um, but what's awesome, what's awesome about it is that people from everywhere it, it took a while to get used to it, honestly did, because interacting with people from a stage, talking to a crowd in person is very, very different than not being able to make eye contact and just kind of trying to read usernames and, and comments and keep keep track of it as it's flying by. But you can have people in the same chat room that live in Ohio and Japan and uh, Brazil and all this all at the same time in the same space. And that is what's really, really cool about it. Yeah. So and it's what I was going to say, what I really like uh respect about what you guys do from what little i know now obviously just meeting you and stuff like that uh you guys really seem to to have like that part of it down and i think you're you're willing to do a lot of this stuff you know to to like almost like um adapt to whatever it means to be a band today 
you know, and I, I think you guys are doing a very good job of it. You know, I, I, I saw like some of the Twitch video, like I was going through like the YouTube and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, reading the comments and all that other stuff. And it's, it's, uh, you know, it's tough sometimes. Cause you know, like someone like me, I'm just like, I just want to play music. I don't want to do any of this stuff, you know? Uh, but man, you guys crush, <laughs> you guys crush the social media game. So cheers to you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a, it can be a grind. And there are some days where like, we literally have a phone about it, a phone about it. Wow. That's a, I'm just going to say the word phone, 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 um, a song about it just being glued to your phone. And the itch has turned into this like big crowd bit almost, but it's like, I, I even started off kind of not making fun of it, but it's just like, here's this, this thing we all have all the time now. Right I love here. that, I love that video. I love that video. What's it called? Uh, the itch. The itch. Okay, yeah, that's off like the, the itch, new, right? That's that, off. that was off. No, that, uh, was, um, that was the space opera. That's Return to Space Girl. Yeah, so, so that was part of that. Yeah, whole... that's from a few years ago. So there was one. There was one where, like, the background was like social media, maybe like Google. Like, oh, the Motor Mouth. Yeah, it's Motor Mouth. Motor Mouth. That I love one... that. That was really good. Yeah, Thank that you. was uh, that's that was, David. Yeah, that David. David, uh, our guitar player. He's a. Uh, he's um. He's a designer and big fan of green screen. Him, yeah, big fan of green screen stuff. But he he taught, you know, he's kind of taught himself animation. He's taught himself um all the all that video production stuff. And he's done a lot of, you know, filming and directing and things like that for 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 films that he's done. He's also like a technical director for theater and and a set designer and all that stuff. So all of our music videos are pretty much conceptualized and done by him. And what he wanted to do with the Motormouth video, because that song is pretty much about. Uh, it was kind of like, it's weird because we put it out, you know, a few years before the pandemic, but it's kind of like about social media, um, kind of the dangers of like social media aggression, right? And social media, like almost like bullying and all the texts and stuff coming up on the screen. Like that was David's concept for that. And well, also yeah. it's just whether you whether you have like a huge platform and a inbox full of messages or you have like a small like whatever it is you're you're constantly inundated yeah. whether it's messages whether it's advertisements whether it's comments on other people's posts and it it's so much and having to do the social media of it there's a lot of stepping back you have to do while you're actively working on it that I, I need to remind myself of. I've gotten a lot better with that, but you can get sucked into it. And then yeah. that becomes the job, not the music where yeah. the making the music is really the goal. That's what all this other stuff is for. Cause I'm yeah. with you. Like if I could just, if we could just play music, like we love talking with fans and everything online. Like I'm not saying that being able to connect with people is great, but yeah, it's almost like the live streams don't count. You know, yeah, that's that's just yeah. Fun, it's fun like that's us. not what setting it up is, can be a pain yeah. in the butt, and technical yeah. difficulties are a pain in the butt. But, but like we don't count, we don't really consider that the 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 live stream things we do to like Twitch and stuff. We almost don't consider that the social media aspect of it because that's kind of fun for us because it's kind of like we're playing a show. But when we're talking about like having to put an Instagram post up every day, having to put something on Twitter every day, having to find people that might like your stuff on Twitter by finding new followers and reaching out to them and sending them messages, it's an absolute total grind. Yeah. And TikTok is still a, like we, yeah, we TikTok, forget it. We have you, no we keep, Oh, so TikTok is funny. So like I opened up a TikTok first, right? And uh <laughs> That lasted about a month. I just <laughs> every everything else. I'm like, you know, I'm 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 pretty ta I'm 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 very tapped in with Facebook. I'm I'm tapped in with Instagram. Those are like the two. Twitter kind of sort of not really like Twitter is like the one where I'm like, oh, I guess I have to put it up on Twitter now, even though like I never even pay attention. Um, but TikTok, <laughs> TikTok is a motherfucker. And we yeah. like I opened it up and I'm just like sitting there. And unless you're willing to kind of like make that type of content, it's pointless. It's a whole like, other job. Yeah. Yeah. It's a so, whole other kind of you're creating your music is your content. Like that's really the goal. And like we have this conversation all the time of like, let's do TikTok. And it's like you need to create a whole other production schedule just for TikTok or just throw random stuff up. And this is why TikTok is also wild. My friend had a post yesterday. It was of like a five second little reel of like a before and after picture. 2.2 million views. <laughs> yeah, 2.2 million views, like 260,000 comments or something like that. And at the end of it, I think she got like 300 more followers or yeah, something, which is a lot of followers in one day from something, but like for something that went 
2 million views. So that also for me, I was like, that's awesome. And that's gotta be a wild ride, but you can't force that to happen. No, it, it, to me, it's it, like, it's like Powerball. Like when you watch channel five at the end, when they would do like the lotto shit and yeah, like, yeah, yeah. to me, I'm thinking like, <laughs> because like I have a niece who like has a shit ton of TikTok followers and I know people that have a whole bunch and I'm thinking like, well, you're not really doing anything at all. Like, I don't understand. It's like it, it's like a lottery ticket to some things where I'm just thinking like you have 30,000 followers and you basically post the same video over and over again. So to me, I'm mm -hmm. like, it just I, I'd rather play blackjack. I, I don't yeah. I don't want to hit slots, you know, because it's like I got I got to. I got to manage my time somewhere, you know, maybe if I was 25, I guess I'd be like, that's cool. But it's, and you know, if you, if you could maximize TikTok, yo, good for you. Good for anyone who could maximize anything. It's just, um, I had to cut it off there. Cause I'm like, I, I'm, I'm like good at these things. So I'm, I'm going to leave this one alone. You know, that's yeah. exactly where we're at. I yeah. think it's good for sketch comics or standups, to be honest. I think that is the that is the performance art form for TikTok, I think, where like you can create your own content while creating TikTok content because it's all about like timing, comedy like that. Like so that I think we but that's not them. that's not what we're doing. We were on yeah. once. So my girlfriend and, and we went to go see uh, this this comedian, Jessica Kirsten, Kirsten, I forget. And uh, I didn't know she was filming anything. <laughs> <laughs> and and like they sit us right in front of her and she starts doing like you know relationship counseling to us and like we didn't think anything of it like the show was in january and like come march there's like a clip and we're on instagram and everyone's like holy shit it was like a hundred thousand views all over the place and it's like me and my girlfriend and she's like giving us advice so yeah comedians do very well with that yeah that's kind of a good it's a good platform for them especially because you can like kind of make the content a little bit more bite-sized. Now, TikTok allows you to do up to three minutes now, but I don't know if people on TikTok are actually sitting on one video for three minutes or they're just trying to get their, like, their swipe through kind of fix on it because it's so random. And like, from what I've realized from TikTok, it's like all the content you make for it has to kind of be evergreen because you don't know when someone's going to stumble across your TikTok. I've put TikToks up and most of my personal things that I do on TikTok that I've tried to do. It's been all video game related and my stuff won't get, sometimes we'll like get a few views, get a few likes, but then like three or four months later, I'll start getting likes and views again. And I'm like, where did this come from? So it's a totally different animal. So you can't be like, this is what I'm doing on May 11th, 2023. It doesn't work like that. It's not like Instagram where like your Instagram story is kind of like, that's what it is. It's like, that's what we're doing right now. Like, here's our show tonight. Come yeah. today. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know? So, which, which I love. I love that part of it. You know, yeah, that's why I love, I love Facebook and Instagram. Like those are like the two things where it's like, Whenever I catch a 30 day ban on Facebook, I'm like, Fuck, <laughs> I'm like, you, got, you guys are fucking up my podcast. You're fucking up my EP release, uh, you know, and <laughs> but uh, and, and TikTok, the one thing that I will say, I always, you know, someone's like, oh, I have 50,000 this and that. And I'm thinking, like, can you get three people to a show? Because if you can't, yeah. then then. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, but, that, but that's ultimately too, though. That's that's part of it, right? It's kind of like, that's why for us, you know, the social media presence we built was, we we did through Twitter and then through Instagram and a little bit of Facebook. And then, you know, we started doing the live streams. And that's when, the, when we started doing the live streaming is when people really started to connect with us. When they started connecting with us on a personal level. So this is when we actually started to have conversations with people and that transferred over to Facebook and Twitch when we were doing all these things on YouTube as well and Patreon when we were more aggressive about Patreon. And we noticed that some of those people, if they were local, they started to come to the shows more frequently or some people from the local shows that would, that would come to see us would actually show up on the Twitch feed. And now we're at a point that we've made so many of these friends on the internet that we've connected with. So for example, this is going to be a plug, uh, you're part of the plug. So on September 3rd, when we play at Amityville Music Hall <laughs> with, uh, with Playing Dead, Tsunami Bomb, and the Dolly Rots, um, we have people who have bought plane tickets to come to New York because they're seeing these bands that they want to see. And these are all people that, like we have people that were Texas that are flying up. They're friends of ours that we've that we've met through uh, Twitch and social media and who watch our views every week, who might actually just all hop in a car and that's, carpool up from Pennsylvania. That's part of it is yeah. that they've become friends with yeah. each other, with each other also, which is yeah. wild. So it's, it's a beautiful thing. So, so it's one of those things where um, 
it does connect people and it can get people to come, but you're hundred percent right. It's like, oh, you got a million TikTok followers, but will they actually come see you? And that's the hardest transition to make in it my is. opinion. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's just, yeah, it's that, that's really what it just comes down to. And uh, it's not, you know, Long Island, especially now in the hemisphere that I feel it, that we're in, man, we play with a lot of really good bands. Like we play it, it, it. It's not like a shortage of, of, you know, it's not like we're playing with like a hundred shitty bands. Um, there's a lot of really good bands and I've seen some of the best bands that no one even gives a shit. Like I'll see a set and I'm like, this band should be fucking playing, you know, Hammerstein ballroom, yeah. you know? And uh, yeah, so it's just a, a matter of like, I don't know. At the end of the day, I think like when you ask me personally, like I just like writing songs. I like the feeling I get when I finally get that right chord progression where when I finally get that right melody. And to me, like, that's like what keeps me going back. I never got sick of like the songwriting. So actually just if we, if you want to go there, like what is your songwriting process like, you know, with the four of you? So it's, it's, a, it's, there's like two ways that songs happen uh, with this band. First of all, just full disclosure, we're, we're all, we, we split everything four ways. So we're, we're all considered like we're all writers on each and every song. So it's a, it is a collaborative process. And there are some, even with these two processes, there are some outliers that kind of like came about completely yeah, differently. Completely so it's... But the way it usually starts is like, I'll usually, I, I come up with a, I'll come up with a, like a chord progression. I'll come up with a vocal line. I'll come up with a hook um, and Amanda and I will work on that together and we'll flesh it out. I'll write some lyrics, have an idea or give it to her. I'm like, this is my idea. Can you like flesh out the lyrics? And then, or the other process is David does pretty much something similar where he pretty much kind of structures the whole thing. And then we bring these songs into well, rehearsal. David, then, yeah. David will come up with the musical arrangement for the most part. Yeah. 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 But not always the vocal line. Yeah. No, not he, always that. Yeah. David will give me um, a rhythm and the lyrics that he's written. And he's like, I want it to be like, and like, we'll maybe have like a loose melody. And then I kind of like stand and listen to them play it for however long and kind of get it in my bones. And it, between me and David, he'll kind of be like, I like that. Okay, no, change yeah. that. Oh, I like that. Okay, keep that. So like, I'll play around with stuff and we'll kind of figure that out. And yeah. Whereas like with, with Mike, um, you, I usually come, I usually have the, when I write a song, I usually have the vocal line and the riff and the chord changes for the most part. And like, if I don't have the lyrics, I have an idea of what I want the song to do and maybe some good choice lyrics that I like. And then what we do is we, either of us, when we were in the songwriting process, we'll bring it into the studio. We all meet at David's house. He built a studio in his basement. That's where we do our live streams from. That's where we do all the Twitch stuff from. And that's where we do all our recording. So we'll bring everything into into David's basement uh, for a, for a, like a songwriting rehearsal, and that's when the band gets together and flushes it out. The band goes, ah, we should change this. Let's put this here. Let's try this different syncopation. Bill, do some cool stuff on the drums because both David and I are both like, uh, yeah, I don't know how to write drums, but Bill, our drummer, my and I'm dad. not just saying this because he's my father-in-law. He's my dad. Um, Bill is one of the most, one hundred percent, one of the most gifted and creative drummers I, I've, I've ever had the the privilege to play with. He's been drumming since he was four years old and you can hear it because like you, when Bill is playing, you'll hear like the sixties and then you'll hear the seventies and then he'll snap into the eighties. It's so he's cool. He's played all of it. Cause he's played all of it. He's, he's been, been around that long. From... Right, so what, what's it, what was it like then growing up with him for you, for you, Amanda? Like, how did you guys, like, how does being in a band with your dad even begin? Like, how does that start? I was brought home from the hospital in a baby onesie of his band at the time. So the first item of my own clothing that I ever wore was essentially a band t-shirt. Yeah. It was my dad's band. Um, he <laughs> he was a member of a Long Island based group called Pipe Dreams for very long. I think I think thirteen years. I think thirteen years, and he's still friends with with the members of those bands. Still plays music. My dad's in like three other bands also, yeah, and he plays bass, fun. plays other instruments. He just hangs out and plays drums with us, cause like we're like, um, but yeah, no. Th thinking about how it formed, I I grew up. Um, clearly, there was always music. Like my grandmother, his mom was a big band singer. 
Um, his dad played guitar. There's a picture of him that he posted on Facebook every so often, but it's him sitting with the drum in between him and two brushes that his two uncles were like, okay, wait, we need percussion. And he's like four at the time. And they're in my great grandma's basement, I guess, with like a bass and like the stories he tells about the family parties. And it's starting to happen in our family again now, which is wild um, because more people play instruments and just bring them over to the house. But he's like, we used to just sit around and jam. And we would play songs that everybody knew and say, and that's how he started was playing in the basement with his family, which is also wild that now we're again, playing in a basement with my family. Um, Very but, cool. My parents yeah. had the worst taste in music. So I'm, I'm living through you right now. No, <laughs> You know, they were, they, there was, there was no musical talent there whatsoever. They like garbage fucking disco. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There was, there was nothing really I could say about their musical taste back then or today. So I'm, I'm enjoying uh, absorbing that. Shout out to Bill. Yeah. Bill was a beast. Um, but, um, he, I, I grew up as a theater kid. Like that's how David and I connected. Um, cause he was my professor in the theater department. So I went for like acting and musical theater, but I always did rock musicals. Like that's, I, there's so many classics that I never ever did because I was doing like Tommy or the Rocky horror show or like all that. Cause that's, that's what I wanted to do. Um, Hedwig and the angry inch. I did. Hedwig. Yeah. I, did Hedwig. That. yeah. Yo, I love that shit. Uh, that yeah, is. Yeah. Amanda, yeah. I, I will say this because she won't. Uh, I saw uh, I saw Amanda in Hedwig in 2019. 20... No, I think it was 2019. I think it was the same year we went to Japan. I'm going to go with Mike on this one because I, I don't know what happened. It might have been 2018, but I, I don't what know. Did you, do you, did you play Hedwig or like? I was Yitzhak. She was Yitzhak. I was Yitzhak. I was okay. the, the guy, um, Hedwig's husband. It was yeah. very good. It was, <laughs> it was honestly, it was incredible. Um, Gummy bears or no? Yes. Uh, yes. They Gummy were bears, I threw and... airheads at the audience. Um, and what was awesome, what was, was awesome is um, the director. That was it, that's the last theater I've done um, because we've really focused more on on the band. But that was a show like I almost came out of retirement for because it floated around, and I was like, oh my god, do I go audition for this? Do I go audition for this? Do I have time? I will regret it for the rest of my life if I don't. This is my dream show. Like I listen, and when we talk about influences, I need to always remember John Cameron Mitchell and um, his name is escaping me now. And I feel really bad. Steven Trask. Oh my God. He follows us on Instagram. Steven, if you hear this, I remember your name. I love you. I love your music. I'm sorry that happened. Um, <laughs> but I, I need to quote them as influences all the time because that Hedwig has definitely affected the way I perform even before I did the show. I know that for a fact. Um, Very but this. I was just going to say, like, I remember when I first saw the movie, like a friend of mine showed it to me and it was just like pretty blown away. <laughs> like, yeah. it was well, like, I guess it was probably like the year that it came out or maybe the year after. And uh, I'm like, well, I like every single original song in this fucking movie. Um, you know, like, it's just unbelievable. And when people don't know it. I'm like, oh, you shit. It's just one of those movies that you love to show to people. You're like, oh, you got to watch this for sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Being, being with that live, there was one night where Sugar Daddy started and the whole audience was just stomping their feet. Like you felt the theater shake. And I was like, this is, this is why I do this. This is why I do this. This is wild. Um, I, I recently referenced it and it's funny. I'll just, I'll say it because it's a joke. Uh, so we got put on something called the Jason Festival, uh, which is happening in like New Jersey. But we're like the opening band, I think, at like, you know, 1230 or some shit like that. And I was like, I hope it's cool or it's going to look like this. And I picked like the Menzies Fair. Clip where it's like them, them playing to one that one person in the crowd. Oh, I'm like, she really loved it. She really loved it. I'm saying, yeah, just happy to be there. Just happy to be there. Oh, that's amazing. So, that's but, a, we've, uh, we've all had those shows also. Yeah, we've oh, all my been God. There. We've all been there. Those are some of the best memories, though. They're the funny stories. Uh, <laughs> I, we've, we've never played a festival. So, I mean, I'll we'll oh. be that we'll be there. Yeah. That's we'll awesome. Get, yeah. Break, break, break a leg. Yeah, right, yeah, cool. yeah, for sure. Um, I could honestly say that, you know, like now it's like, oh, we played right before Bleachers. So which I love. <laughs> I don't know if you guys are Bleachers fans, but I love Bleachers. Um, cool. OK, yeah. So I, I went on a big tangent, um, but the the how I came to be in a yeah. band with my dad is essentially kind of the origin 
yeah. story yeah, yeah, also yeah. of like the yeah. band itself. So, yes. Yeah, so, um, um, you want to, you want me to go with it? You want me to be the chronologer here? Well, do you want to start it and then I'll, I'll. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How about I start it? You pepper it in because I need the details. I got the timeline and then you got the details. This you could do also, the, har- you could do the harmonies. Yeah, exactly. I'll play by play. Cut us off whenever nah, you, guys, you need so, to, because we will this, just, listen, we will just talk. This, this is like, <laughs> this is like one of those episodes where it's like an introduction. It's like, okay, well, who are you uh, yeah. to the people that don't know you, you know? So it's like, okay, cool. Just tell us. So we started with, uh, so at Hofstra, David has a band. David that, Henderson. That's called David Henderson. That's his name. His his band is called David and the Hendersons. Uh, it's a band that is formed out of theater department students, and those students they're actually play, playing today. They're yeah, they are playing today. Uh, those students actually perform at all of like the theater functions at, at the school, like the so one the happening parties today, and stuff like the the big parties, and they perform, and it's a cover thing, and it's a lot of fun, and kids get into it and all that. So Amanda and I were in one version of this band. This band is a revolving door. It's lasted for, it's been around probably for close to 20 years now. So Amanda and I were in one of these versions of the band. And after one of our shows, I kind of turned to the band. I'm like, hey, you guys want to keep playing? And they were like, actually, yeah, why not? So we stepped away from well, just being that cover band. And we started, we we changed our name to Madame X. With, with that though, most years, that most years happen. people like will graduate and go back to their home state yeah. where they'll go on a tour yeah. or they'll kind of disperse and disband. This was the first year, like we had so much fun as a group and yeah. we were staying pretty local. So yeah. that was like, a, oh, this never happens. We can still we can still play. So we could still practice. We could still play. So we started to play and we started to play more. We changed, we created this cover band called Madame X. And then the, the person who was playing bass at the band at that time left because they were living in New York city and they didn't feel like doing the whole commute anymore. And now they're out in California. So I started playing bass again, which is something I hadn't done in years. And uh, I'm actually probably better at bass than I am at guitar. Yeah, you so were rhythm guitar, yes. right? And I, what? You were a rhythm guitar? I was rhythm. I was playing rhythm guitar and I drove the car. And so we were a five support. piece at the time. Yeah, we were a five piece at the time. And then a uh, bass player leaves and then the drummer left. She got an internship with Disney. So she was working down at Disney World and then we needed a drummer. So Amanda I, um, was like- I was just kind of like, so um, I know a guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I could see if he'd be interested. Um, give me a minute. And, and yeah. so- the thing with my dad, um, and this is the how I came to be in a band with my dad, because uh, I grew up doing theater. So the band that he was in when I was a kid, um, the lead um, vocalist or one of the lead vocalists, Gene, um, did community theater and got me involved in their like children's program and whatnot. So my first foray into performing with him was he would play in the pit. You know, when we did the musicals and stuff, he's like, yeah, I'll come play drums for the musical. This is awesome. So like we did Tommy together, except I was on stage and he was in the pit and like we did all these shows like together, but just that way. And it was kind of, I think uh, he told me much later after we started, but he was like, when you were born and when you started singing and stuff, he's like, I always thought, man, it'd be really cool to be in a band with her someday. Lo and behold. So when I called him (laughs) and my dad also went to Hofstra. So he, my first semester of Hofstra was my dad's last semester of undergrad. So literally my first semester of college, I'm carpooling to school with my dad, who's also going to class. Um, wow. <laughs> which was honestly awesome. Like he, um, my friends loved him. Like I would be walking on campus and I would see a group of my friends and I'd go run over and my dad's in the middle of them. I had no idea. He's just hanging out with them separately. And I'm like, hey, um, I'm just this picturing Rodney Dangerfield back to school. <laughs> well, he was... Yeah, he, he had a blast. Um, <laughs> um, but then he worked at the university for a bit, so we we all had that connection. And he played drums for um, I did Footloose when they did that as the musical, so they called him in to play drums for the drama department, which is how he and David kind of already knew each other a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I did call him, he was like, "Yeah, I'll, I'll come and sit in for a couple practices." And we were still playing the covers at that point, um, and. Our, our old bass player was still in the band at that point. So we were still a five piece for a bit, still kind of playing, playing the covers. Um, and then when, when Andrew left and then when you hopped over to bass, we were still doing covers, but then that, that original music itch kind of started and we, yeah. I'll pass that back over to Mike. Cause that so, was more of a him and David. So we were getting tired of just doing the cover thing. And this was probably around 2011 and 
I remember going to David probably close towards the end of 2011. I went, I went to David. I'm like, Hey, uh, I met with him cause I was working at Hofstra too. At the time I was working at the admissions office and he was in his office at office hours. So we would meet sometimes and like go through our parts. Um, so I went to him and was like, Hey, uh, I kind of want to write original music. And David was like, at first was kind of like, not that he didn't want to, but he was just like, just so you know, um, once we open that door, uh, we're not going to be able to close it. And I'm like, I'm okay with that. I, I, I want, I think this band could do more. So we agreed as a band to start working on original music. And in 2012, the end of 2012, we, we became bad Mary because, um, Madam X, which was the cover band, really couldn't exist anymore uh, because uh, there's about a million bands called that. It's a painting, it's if a you, club, it's a movie, it's all this stuff. Yeah. If you type it into Google, yeah. 800 million things come up that aren't us. So it was like- <laughs> Not good. So so we uh, we started as Bad Mary in 2012, and then our first album came out in 2013, and we've been writing and recording pretty much primarily original music ever since for the last, uh, you know- 10 11 years so awesome yeah so it's the 10th anniversary of our first album this year um and we have some plans for that later in the year and that's pretty much how it how it became bad mary it's kind of been our thing for for forever it's i love it and it's it's been such a great ride so far and i i do love that um I joke about it all the time because like my dad and I, like we haven't gone on a, like a vacation or a family vacation in forever, but I'm like, we don't go on family vacation. We go on tour. Like that's really, that's, that's. I mean, you know, <laughs> Japan seems like a pretty decent family vacation. You know, <laughs> you know I heard, I heard the, the, the Kit Kat game is crazy. <laughs> now. Yeah. yeah he's <laughs> Mike's bringing some back for sure. Oh have, yeah. I'm going to have to devote a suitcase to candy probably. Yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll still carry on with it. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the cover thing is cool. Like we have a band called Cover Me Bad. So um, since 2011, like some of us in other bands form this maybe four times a year, five times, probably four times a year, like Halloween, New Year's, shit like that. Uh, And then we'll get together and we'll just play like a 32 song cover set. So we do that like four times out of the year just to kind of like get the the rocks off and kind of like it's like a really fun thing. Like we used to do like house parties um so it was just uh and i barely sang like once we started playing like everyone grabbed the mic for me anyway so that's really what we like but um yeah playing covers is 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 a lot of fun especially yeah. if you dedicate you know 11.5 months out of the year to writing because I, I i'm a writer i love mm-hmm. writing all day long like we have five we just put out in february we have another five that we just finished and i have like another 13 in the clip for like next year that's nice. Great. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Always oh, have, always, always do it. Always continue to write. I, I, I love that. I mean, never said they were good. They, I just said we have them. So, you know, <laughs> Hey, you know what? But you have already and it's good. So I <laughs> have a feeling that they're probably great. Yes. Trying to Absolutely. Get one. At the end of the day, listen, when I, when I see an EP, um, it, it's always good to have that one banger, that one banger, Mm-hmm. You know, where you like for every EP, if you have four EPs, five EPs, whatever, as long as you have that one, like one that everyone loves and then a bunch of good songs and stuff. So for this for this record, uh, Trash and Glamour, what is like your the, the one that you feel like, you know, like the 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 most hype about? I know that there was like three videos from it. Uh, so I guess Light It Up was the first one. So, I mean, I guess that's the one you probably feel the most about, right? We like that one. Um, I feel like... The that way was this, the first one that was written. That was the first one that was written. So I feel oh, okay. like... I feel like the CP was, is weird be, uh, with that, uh, to be honest, because at first we're like, okay, cool. We we, we did a video for Light It Up. We're like, oh, really digging the song. And then we did The Floor is Lava. And we're like, oh, cool. That has a video. We really like this song. It's really weird. The video is strange. It's a big, it's a fun, like, B-52 it is. style. It, it is really fun. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was a fun video. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That was we, a lot of yeah. fun to shoot. Yeah, it was a lot of fun to shoot. And then we put out, and then we wrote It's All Trash. And we put that together. And David had a video. And that one started to kind of take off a little bit. Um, it got played. It, it was getting play on Sirius XM. It got put on the Little Stevens Underground Garage channel. Cool. Um, yeah, Kelly Ogden of the Dolly Rots, she had it as like her pick of the week. 
uh, when it released. And then it was on like Coolest Songs in the World, which is like the sister station. We need to always thank Rodney Bingenheimer so also thank, because yeah. he uh, pushes our anytime we've sent them stuff. Yeah. Rodney's always had our back. Um, yeah. So just Rodney, thank you to Rodney. Yeah, Rodney Bingen, Bingenheimer over at uh, Little Stevens Underground Garage. He has a show on Sunday nights and he's been he's been playing our stuff for years. Pretty much uh, whenever we send Rodney's team anything, um, Rodney and Julio and who's working on and, and Mike who are working on the show now, um, anytime we send it to them, I mean, they play our stuff. So uh, they've been a huge support. Uh, actually, oddly enough, they've been playing our cover of See You Again by Miley Cyrus like every week for the last like few weeks. Hannah Montana. I yeah, don't know. It, we don't get it, but yeah, it's all but trip. It's just a big one. It's it a big is, one. It's a big one. Like you, everyone needs, you know, a long time ago, a friend of mine once told me who was in bands and he's like, yo, he's like, you guys are cool. He's like, you just need someone else to let everyone else know that you're cool. Yeah. You know, and yeah. it was so funny the way you said it, but like everyone has that you know they need that one person you know that's like oh no this is cool i like this you know and then they share it or they show someone else you know and uh yeah it's cool that that they do that for you you know yeah no it's really awesome and as for the ep you know if you asked us what we think the big banger is um what we tell you might be different than what other people latch on to i will say um there's one that the recording i think is is more of a banger but the live version of the other is when we play it's all trash live i've had a full room of people just screaming it's all trash back at me in my face so like that is just fun to have a room of people just going it's all trash and like everyone they're just quick easy words that you can get behind so playing that one out has been a lot of fun because the room goes berserk immediately because you just throw your hands up in the air and you're like yeah it's all trash and the video is um, very cool I think the video yeah. is super cool out of, out of like the three videos. I think that's like my favorite one. Um, and visually, you know, goes with the title, you know, the way you're dressed, you know, completely. And then like where you are. It's you know, all trash. You're, you're, yeah. You're, you're like amongst trash, but you're, you know, you kind of like glammed up, you know? Yeah. It's in the, uh, we've, uh, that was shot in the, um, uh, Kings Park. The Kings oh, Park. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, I know. I, I, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> as, as soon as, if you if you if you're from Long Island, you know exactly where the fuck you are. I'm oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Big yeah. thank you to Crispy Dorado. Uh, if you follow um, that Instagram, she led us through that whole place, and um, I would have gotten lost 800 times without that guidance. Um, but also, a music creator, video creator, she's amazing. Crispy Dorado, thank you for helping us not get lost in there because I would still be there if you were not there with us. Yeah, that was that was uh, that was intense. But um, I think for us though, when it comes to these songs the the ultimate goal is to obviously record them put videos out get them p for people to hear but we always want to write and record songs that we want to perform live that's the biggest part like for us it builds to the live performance and i think for us that's our biggest payoff our biggest payoff is getting in a room with a bunch of people having a good time doing the hey hoes and the claps and the it's all trashes in the face and throwing candy and glow rings and you know, taking selfies and it's doing all that therapy. nonsense. It's just such good energy. Yeah. Um, but this, this EP, you were talking about your songwriting process and our songwriting process. This EP, I feel like was very different um, recording from previous ones because we didn't like go into the studio with them already or we didn't like, like Space Girl, we kind of were writing them all and then we would go in and record. This one, we literally like, okay, here, we wrote this song. Okay, now we're recording this one. Okay, now we wrote this song okay, now we're recording this one. So oh, okay, earlier yeah. when I was like, there were a bunch of songs and we weren't sure how we were going to collect them because I was like, okay, this one's really wacky and this one's very cerebral and this one's about trash and this one is the floor is lava and how are we going to make them make sense? And we talked about the order for a while and then the order that they ended up in, when you listen to it at the end, I was like, I don't know how we did it, but this makes sense. I don't know how or why, but it actually does. We're, and we're, we're we're big dummies. Uh, I don't know why we just throw stuff together like you. I, I feel like you guys are super well thought out then because we would never have thought to even like, you know, to us, we just throw shit against the wall. So to, to make it cohesive, even to like have, you know, like you said, a concept album, um, I feel like, you, you know, the both of you are super thoughtful on a lot of the things that you do. So cool. You got to throw a bunch of shit against the wall first for a while before you 
get to wait. Okay, wait, I threw that shit against the wall last time and it worked. So let me try that this time and then build from that. Cause like even with streaming, we hung an iPhone from the ceiling and didn't plug anything into it. So we just like, let's see if this works. I don't know. And then now because of trial and error and what worked and what didn't work and, and all this, you, we've gotten to a different point. So there's, there's a lot of fun in that, in the, the throw stuff and see what works stage, because that's where the, that's where the creativity you know happens. And that's partly why like Better Days, our first album, this is the 10 year anniversary, probably going to re-record and play with some of those songs because that first time we did not know we just put the album together and we didn't record it the same way we're recording it now. It was on different equipment. We David yeah. had never really mixed anything before. So it was a, it, it's great. And I love it. I love it as the piece that it is. Yeah. But now we've lived with those for 10 years. So it's like, okay, what we did 10 years ago, let's see if we can take that yeah. with what we've thought about and kind of had time to sit with and see what it turns into new now um and I, yeah i mean and some of those songs are are part of every set list we play you know there's a few songs off of better days that it's almost like if we don't play them live people will get mad with us like if we don't play songs like uh we have a song called ninja we have a song called forget about it those are songs that are in every set because they've become like part of the of the entire performance of it all but yeah, we've gotten flack when they're not there. Yeah, and we're yeah, like, oh, right. back is fine. <laughs> I'll throw a sticker at your face. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> but you know, I think with with the whole like idea of how to construct things, you know, I I think I don't know. Sometimes I feel like we obsess over it, and sometimes I feel like we just throw stuff out there, and it like it's like it's like you throw it out there, but for, for some reason it works out. <laughs> Like, it's like, and this should be the order of the record. I don't know. Let's see. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Let's do it. So, you know, it's not always, it's sometimes that, it's just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm an underthinker. Yeah. <laughs> but that's good though. I, I, <laughs> to me, you know, I'm, the, I'm like, yeah, that's cool. We'll just do that. But every now and then it comes back to like bite me in the ass. But like, for the most part, it's like, uh, yeah, I just, you know, even when we get mixes back, I'm like, that's cool. And then every someone else will be like, no, it's not. I'm like, all right, then do it again. <laughs> <laughs> I, to I totally get that. I totally get it. But I think, you know, I think it's just you got to speak to whatever your process is. Yeah. Right. If your process is more laid back and and it's it's more kind of underthinking it, then underthink it. Because I want to bottle that and have some because I overthink everything. Okay. Oh, so please, it. I'll exchange some of my my neurotic uh, overthink. Cause it, it is true. Like I would, I would happily, please give me, give me some of that. <laughs> it, it's so, I think it just comes down to, I know you mentioned hybrid moments, you know, in the very beginning. Um, the only band tattoo I have on me is a misfits tattoo. I'm a big misfits fan. Um, and to me, like whenever someone talks to me about like, you know, production or whatever, I'm thinking like, what do I know? I like walk among us, you know? Yeah. But because yeah. To me, I'm thinking yeah. like, I just love the songs. Yeah. I'm able to just look at the songs and be like, this is a really good song, you know, where other people will be like, ah, oh, the snare sounds like shit. Like the drum sounds like shit. The guitar, it's like, uh, maybe, but to, to me, you hear hybrid moments and you're like, this is fucking great. It's so yeah. good. You yeah. know? Yeah. No, but I, I totally the, agree. There's a place in time for everything. It, if yeah. the, the, the record we're doing now is the most money we've ever spent on anything and it sounds the best. So, I mean, you know, we, <laughs> we decided to just like splurge a little on this one. We're like, all right, you know what, let's just do it. So, you know, it's everything has a place in time and, you know, I'm sure we'll do something super cheap next time, you know, but, um, cool. So yeah. All right. Record comes out May 16th. Uh, yeah. you got six songs on it and uh that's about it you know you, you're going out to japan so like before we, we we wrap this up the japan thing's super interesting so like what was the relationship there like how did that happen because it's you know for a, a local band you know it's kind of like a big deal to just go to another you know country i believe that's what they're called you know yes. i have no idea you know i'm very bad at geography uh so <laughs> like that's kind of a trip. How'd that happen? So it's a funny story. And it's kind of just all about it's it's the um it's the story of send that email, make that connection. So what happened oh, yeah. was is that it's that whole story. It's the Wayne Gretzky, you miss hundred percent of shots. Yeah, you don't yeah, take. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh actually it's Michael Scott 
quoting Wayne Gretzky is how it actually goes. Ah, thank yeah, you. Thank yeah. you, Michael. Um, so <laughs> from the office. Um, yes. So Wayne Gretzky's Wayne Gretzky in this situation, um, you, we had someone reach out to us via the mailing list or email list, which has been something we've been building for like 10 years. We sent an email and he sent an email to us going randomly like, Hey, do you ever submit your music to um, Rodney Bingenheimer on Sirius XM's little Stevens underground garage? They take submissions. And he, and the guy said, he's played my music before. And I forget the name of the person who was in our, uh, in our uh, email, email list. I'm, I'm forgetting the name, but he, he, he messaged us saying he's played my music and your music is way better than mine. So you should submit your music. So David was like, Hey guys, I'm going to just submit uh, a song. And we would submit one song at a time and time after time, after time it got played. And we were like, okay, but Rodney's awesome. Keep submitting stuff to, to Rodney. And he's still playing our music. Like we said before. Thank you. Rodney. And then thanks Rodney. And then one night, Amanda and I were in, and it's 100% true. It's magical. We were in the Magic Kingdom in Walt Disney World on a vacation. Uh, Amanda's mom worked for Disney, so we would go down there a lot. And we were in the Magic Kingdom. It was like eight o'clock at night on a Sunday. And Amanda comes out of the bathroom. And it's, uh, if for those of you who know Disney World, it's the bathrooms right by like Main Street, USA. She comes out of the bathroom and I've been sitting down looking at Facebook. And I'm like, hey, I think you need to see this. And she was like, what? I looked down and I show her on my Facebook and then I copied the band in our message. I said, um, and it says, Mike Rogers in Tokyo, who is a DJ, a terrestrial DJ in Tokyo, is playing Bad Mary. And I said, there's a DJ, a legitimate DJ in Japan who is currently playing our music. And the band was like, oh my God. So I was like, I'm going to message this guy. So I reached out to Mike and I said, Mike, thank you so much for playing our music. It turns out that he worked for Rodney when he was still in America many, many years ago in Los I think Angeles. I think at K-Rock. Yeah, I think, I think it might have been K-Rock. Rodney at the Rock is the name of his show. So Mike was one of his assistants and Mike went over to Japan and had a really great uh, radio career, broke a lot of bands over in Japan. And I I reached out to Mike and I said, hey, Mike, um, I, I, I saw that you played us. Thank you so very much. This is so cool. He reached back out. We had a talk back and forth. And I'm like, you know what? As a band for 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 forever, we were like, what's the one place we think we might be able to like maybe have some fans or do do well? And all of us were like, ah, let's just go to Japan. Amanda and I honeymooned there. I studied abroad in Japan. You literally had released a song called Japan yeah. about like, and one of the lyrics is like tour Japan. Yeah. Like it was just something that we've been yeah. throwing around forever. Like, for if we could go to one place, where would we really want? And that's, yeah, so it, we, it, Japan, it worked for Rivers Cuomo. So it 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 totally did. Um, <laughs> so so I reached out to Mike and I said, "How do we get over there?" And he gave me a few names of people who would book bands, and I emailed them, and one of them got back to me, and we planned our first tour of Japan in 2019, and we went over there and we played I think six shows, and it was incredible, and we were so impressed and we were blown away. And we continued to submit our music to Mike and he continued to play our music. And we kept trying to get back because 2019 was great. We went in the end of the summer of 2019. And then 2020 we had a new came- album coming out. Like yeah. It was like, yeah, everything was going up to like, okay, we're going to go back in 2020 with this brand new album and all the people that we met. And we're yeah. going to, and then we were shut down for three years from getting into Japan. And, but I kept in touch with the, with the uh, inter Idoru, uh, management and her name is April over in uh, Tokyo. And I've been in touch with her for, since we went to first tour. So I would, every few months I would reach out is Japan, letting people back in yet. Is they letting in? And she goes, no, but you will be one of the first people to know when it's ready. And then uh, I believe n- the middle of late last year, she reached out. She goes, Mike, they're going to let people back in. Are you guys ready? I'm like, we are ready. Let's go back. And we booked a tour for June, uh, June, I think six through the 16th. We're playing six shows in like 10 days and uh, we're getting ready to go over to Japan with a new EP. So it's going to be our second tour of Japan. And and it's funny how that all happens, but that's how it all came together. It was just sending emails to people and not being afraid to do so. Yeah, yeah it's it's amazing. And, and like I said, what we talked about earlier, it's like, listen, one person who's in a position to basically help someone be heard. 
Yep. You know, it's like you could be the best band in the world, but if no one hears you and you don't get that exposure, then it's whatever. You're just a good band. You yeah. know, th this guy is like, hey, I really like this. I'm in this position. I'm going to push it out and have people respond to it. So, I mean, man, you know, that's that's what keeps yeah. the world going around. So that's right. cool. It's just, well, listen, whenever we that's why we track our stuff, because if we see something happening somewhere, it's like, OK, we got to follow up with that. Yeah. You know, because stuff stuff can happen and lights go on and off all the time of like, oh, what's happening over there? OK, let's check that out. But if we don't do the follow up and like look into it, it's like, we'll just send an email if they don't respond, they don't respond. And then we know that's not a door that that exists. That was just a yeah. thing that happened. So it's always just see what they, happens. They say, no, they they happens say no. is nothing. Yeah, we're, we're big in Kazakhstan, but uh, I'm going to have to wait a couple of years to go over there, you know, so. <laughs> um just keep working that Kazakhstan connection. <laughs> I, yeah, I got my man Borat at this. So, you know, he's uh he's gonna he's gonna hook that hook that tour up. Um cool. Listen, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for you know, I guess just doing the show. This is yeah. what we do. Uh we have a bunch of random episodes and uh I'm glad we got to hang out. I got to know shit more about you and uh the band. Uh, I heard the whole new EP. I think it's fucking awesome. Very good. Thank very you. catchy. Um, really just, I don't know, just instantly pleasing to the ear. So I think it's going to be, I think people are going to love it. Um, Thank you. And uh, that's it. I'm going to put it out on Monday. And I guess I'll just throw like a song in the beginning, a song at the end, you know, so then people kind of get the feel for it and shit. Cool. Awesome. That's awesome. And um, oh, I another, don't know if another thing too. Like, this isn't video, by the way. I'm only yeah, doing yeah, audio. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just making sure because I'm just, you know, like the 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 video stuff. I'm like, I don't care. I'm just the audio. No one, no one's gonna stare at us for a fucking hour to, to listening to us talk. You know, so sorry. That's why. Whenever there's a video, I have to remember to not just respond with my hands because I do a lot of hand talking and I'm like, they don't hear that. You just did a hand gesture. They're not going to know what the hell yeah. is. So. Yeah. Yeah. No, no worries. I mean, you know. <laughs> um, um, oh, but uh, can I can I add? And I don't know if it's a thing. It's a merch thing. Um, we have uh, merch on our site that goes along with the EP. Um, there's a Trash and Glamour shirt with our new um, unofficial mascot, Trash Can Travis. It's a little raccoon guy. And um, until we leave for tour, like everything from our website, all those shirts, you can design your own shirts if you want with any of our logos, tanks, hoodies, T-shirts, any color you want um, that that's available. Um, all of that stuff is going like towards the tour right now. So anything between now and June 1st is all all tour driven. And there's um, a limited uh, Japanese uh, Bad Mary 2023 tour shirt that is only getting printed once so if you want it you got to order it by june 1st and then it's never being made ever ever again just putting that out there yeah very cool i just send me all the links i'll, I'll <laughs> yeah. just put it up we, we, yeah we'll do so then i'll just put it up in the episode um i'll put it out monday and uh thank you so much for hanging out with me being in the video all that other shit yeah so. that was fun i had a good time cool all <laughs> right. a good time doing the video but uh yeah thank you so much and uh we're always happy to like do stuff like this if you ever want other guests. So I'll sit and talk pop culture for years. So yeah, like the last things we did. So like we we just did like a top ten De La Soul songs. Oh thing. cool. We did uh. So we'll do. You know we have a bunch of people on like movie directors. That's awesome. We we have like a a big ass fucking catalog of just like you know random stuff. So yeah, and <laughs> anytime you just come back, you know we'll talk. Yeah, yeah. So. Thanks. Thank you so much for having us. Mike. Yeah, you're awesome. Amanda. Awesome. Later. Have a good night.